Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. I miss you guys so much. I'm like, Lord, this little vacation. (laughs) So break you got us on. I can't wait to get back to my sisters in Bible study. I miss y'all tremendously, but I'll get to see y'all Saturday. So I'm excited about that. We get to be refreshed and refueled and lunch and all of that stuff together. Good morning. How y'all do- hey, Vaughn. Hey, girl. Hey, Diva. How y'all doing this morning? Hey, Michelle. Good morning, sister. How y'all doing? Hey, Alice, Cindy. See you guys coming in here. She got a whole family coming in today. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing? Oh, well, it's time to get started. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to, oh, thank you, Paula. I love music. Um, As a matter of fact, I probably have some song going on in my head all day long. Good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. Hey, Shayla. Um, We are YouTube Live, Facebook Live, and Instagram Live. And I am so excited to share a word with you this morning. My cute little coffee mug today. Um, high heel, the high of the hills, the high of the heaven. I think this is one of my first gifts I got as a coffee mug. My best friend probably gave it to me. Um, she feeds my habits. Um, uh, I have a collection of coffee mugs and, um, feel free to add to the collection. We got a new coffee mug that's going to come out soon. I had a t-shirt on the other day. It's kingdom baby. The it's kingdom baby t-shirts are for sale. So don't forget that you can log on to the website, click the link that says shop and purchase your It's Kingdom Baby t-shirt. They are $20 plus shipping and handling. Um, So definitely you can get tapped. And the proceeds, we put those proceeds back into the ministry um, to help us serve the communities that we're in, to help us empower the women that we tap into and the children. With that being said, My nonprofit organization, Sickle Cell Support Services, always supports a family for Christmas this year. We have a pretty large family we're going to support this year. It's a family of seven. So if you want to get in on that, as soon as we drop the the information, you can either buy an item off the list or you can send in money to help support that family for Christmas. Last year, we were able to sponsor five families for Christmas. We were super excited. So definitely when you see that information drop, get involved with that. What's coming? Pillow Talk, December 2014, the VIP edition. And I mean, we got giveaways, but more than anything, we got God. And so if you are looking for this moment, like a defining moment, in which you just need to have an encounter with God, then Pillow Talk is the place for you. Go ahead, get registered. Um, Jess will drop the link for that. Don't wait. Um, I know December 14th seems a month away. It's from 7 to 11 p.m. It's a secret location. We always email you the location week, a week before. It's just sister transparency 
vulnerability, healing, like it's everything that you need in one spot. So make sure you get registered for Pillow Talk 2017. And that was for you who registered for Pastor Shaw's Life class. Don't forget that's coming up Saturday. I got your ticket. You can give me the money for that on Saturday. And I think there's a few more spaces available. So if you're interested, just hit me up on the DM. Don't forget to subscribe to Coffee and Conversations YouTube channel, please. Also the website, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Dot com and you can book me at booking at LMJ. There, there it is. Just, just drop the information for you guys. I just put the information up there for you. Um, so don't uh miss it. We've got 10 spots left. Those 10 spots will go fast. I've already got people. You can even um with a promise to pay and a guarantee get in, but you need to get in really, really, really quickly. So let me pray and let's get started with the word today. Those are our announcements. Don't forget, subscribe to the podcast, anchor.fm. I was listening to my pastor's podcast the other day, and it just felt so good to go back and get that word in me. When you are already fighting something, then going back and being able to put the word in you really, 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 really helps. I want to tell y'all something. I had a really, this has been a really crazy last week or two, just spiritually, some things have been just trying to shift into place. And having the word has meant absolutely everything. I'm just telling you from, because a lot of times people think I don't go through things um, because I stay so positive. But like the last week or two has just been mayhem around me. And I just been, every time it feels like the devil offers me a one-two punch, I just been offering him a one-two punch back in the word. So I was telling you having that word is so important because if not, he'll play mind games with you. Make sure you check out today's devotional. I wrote um, the devotional this morning on um, being afraid of the dark. I was afraid of the dark for a long time. And when I learned how important it was to live in my truth, then the fear, the anxiety, and the worry went away. Now, they try to encroach. They try to come back. They try to come in. They try to take over. But what I'm learning is the intensity in which I have to counter punch the enemy with the word. So remember the strategy for some of you, I gave it yesterday was what? Two scriptures, three times a day and making sure you're writing, making sure you're journaling. I don't know why we need to go back there, but we do make sure you're writing, make sure you're journaling and you're getting this word in you so that you can overcome. So you can overcome with the blood. So, so even when you don't feel like it, still take your medicine. Even when you don't feel like it, still, still take your medicine, still put that medicine in you, still, still put that word in you, even when you don't feel like it, like even when you don't feel like it. And sometimes I'm going to be honest, like because of emotional things that go on around me, I don't feel like it. Like I don't want to feel like it, but I know it's necessary. And what rises up when the enemy was trying to press in on me these last couple of weeks, the word's been rising up so quickly. It's like, oh. 
I'm not going to entertain them. I was talking to him in my mirror today because that's where I talked to him. And I told him today, I said, let me explain something to you. You're not getting ready to talk to me about my future. You're not getting ready to talk to me about my finances. You're not getting ready to talk to me about my kids. You're not getting ready to talk to me about all this. You're not, you're not going to have a conversation with me this morning. I'm not getting ready to talk to you this morning about this stuff. I, I'm just not getting ready to do it because I know what the Lord said. I know that the promises of God are yes and amen. And so you hold on to that. You don't think that because somebody has more word than you or you feel like they're more spiritually advanced, they ain't got no problems. We still got problems. It's just how we counteract and deal with the problems. And that's what we're trying to teach you so you can counteract and deal with these problems and you don't get consumed with worry, worry. Um, this morning, I, I want to write a post. I'm probably still going to write it. Is I wonder if we took a tape recorder around and became cognizant of our words and what we're saying, what we understand, what's really in our heart. So think about that for yourselves, because what's in your heart is coming up. Yeah, Daphne, you've been trying lately. I'm just not about to have this conversation with him about nothing ignorant. I'm not playing no games with him anymore. I'm not entertaining him. I don't have time for foolishness. I got work to do, and I'm not getting ready to be consumed by whatever he has going on, because I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to derail me. He's trying to make me give up. And I'm just not gonna do it. I'm sorry. He should have. He should figure out something else. I, I like. I'm not. I'm not gonna do it. My faith is on full. My faith is on swole. And the reason that my faith is on full and so swole is because this word is just coming in. And it's like, pow, pow. you know, he says something to me, and the word is like, pow, pow, pow. you know. And I love it because I'm talking about it's coming quickly. I'm, I'm talking about it's coming quickly. Every time he sneaks, tries to sneak something in, the word comes up real quick. Pow, pow, pow. Remember this truth, Lakeisha. And that's the whole, the, the, the thing that I hope that you're going to do. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the word today. We thank you for your devoted time to us as we devote our time to you. We thank you for the power and the glory that comes on, from on high in the word. We thank you for our spiritual truths, girding our loins with truth, Lord God, for the breastplate of righteousness, for our helmet of salvation, for our feet that are shod in the gospel of peace, Lord God, for the sword, the word of God, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that our mind is bound to the mind of Christ and our will to the will of God, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for your sovereignty and that you will never, ever, ever, ever fail us. We thank you, Father God, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We don't have to be anxious. We don't have to be worried. We don't have to be overwhelmed. We don't have to be consumed. We just got to trust in our most holy faith, which is in you, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So, you know, we've been taking this thing through Ephesians and as we've been taking this church, this trek through Ephesians, the thing that you've got to be remembered, because a lot of times we qualify a building as the church, right? But we are the church. If there was no building, if there was no building, the church would still stand. You have to hear that. And you have to understand that because a lot of times we say we're going to church, right? Well, we're going to the building. We're going to the temple. We're going to the house. But you are the church. We are the church. We are the body of Christ. We, the members, those of us that have accepted Christ as Lord and Jesus, Savior in our life, we are the body of Christ. We are the church. If, the, if no building existed, we would still be the church. 
You got to have that clarity in your mind because for some reason we tied ourselves to these buildings. You and I all could gather outside my apartment in the parking lot and still have church. Why? Because we are the body of Christ. We are the church. And so we're going into chapter four today and I'm going to focus on one point. And I think the focus of this point as Paul is teaching us is so that we understand how important unity in the body is. Now, this isn't just about unity in the church. It's about unity in your household. It's about unity amongst your friends. The enemy, the accuser of the brethren, his goal is to have Christians foolishly divided. Foolishly divided, arguing, selfish, bickering. That is the goal. That is the intent. That stands for your household. Some of y'all been feeling the pressure of your household, stupid arguments popping in, popping off because he understands if strife gets in, if there is no agreement, then he is winning. I told you yesterday, my friend taught me that if bitterness gets in, if bitterness takes root, then all the other emotions and things follow it. And so that if he can get us out of unity, in the body of Christ, in the church, amongst our families, amongst our wins, man, the score, the score, he thinks he, he scored. So I'm going to read to you this. It says, therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. Here is the part that some of you may not understand because most of us grew up um, learning different things like being Baptist, being Methodist, being all of these other things. This is the revelation you need to get. For there is one body and one spirit, one body and one spirit. As you have been called to one glorious hope for the future, there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. We're going to get in that later. But there's but one body and one spirit. So I need to tell y'all something. All this arguing, all this bickering, all this fighting amongst the body is strategic. The reason that you've been arguing and can't get along with other people or churches can't get along or religious denominations keep talking about each other and we take keep taking punches and we keep taking hits. This is the st strategy of the enemy. God says here, always be humble. Always be gentle. That's why this whole devotion was labeled undivided. Always be gentle. Always be humble. Be patient with each other. Faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourself together with peace. For as there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been closed to one future, the, we are we are going to continue to see the enemy get ground in our lives if we keep this arguing, if we keep this bickering, if we keep this strife, if we keep trying to prove to ourselves that we are right. Why? Because that's what he prays on. Proverbs 29 and 11 says, fools, hear me, fools vent their anger. Fools vent their anger, but the wise hold it back. You do not have to tell anybody like it is. You don't have to assert yourself. There's only one body, one unit, one Christ, one Christ, one spirit. All this division, 
all this mess we got going on, all this, my church is better than yours, all this puffed up, all this elevation we got going on around us, even within our own individual selves. That is the, that is the goal of the enemy. Your house will remain divided. Your life will remain divided because here is what the enemy does. Those are the things he feeds off of. He is parasitic. So the minute that you allow him into any relationship, into your church, into any circumstance, a situation, he is winning. He has just scored a touchdown. He loves for you to get into it. He loves for you to be petty. He loves for you to think some kind of way about somebody else. He loves for you to be suspicious of people. He loves for you to be backbiting. He loves for you to be trifling. And see, a lot of us have thought that that is our normal nature. Well, I know that's just the way I am. If there is anything in you and your thoughts and your actions are not pure, lovely, good report, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, those thoughts and the things that you are doing do not come from God. You got you to gotta stop being in agreement with that and receiving those things, thinking those attitudes, those ways are from God. That's not from God. That is not how God designed you. You have been corrupted in your mind by your systems you've been connected to, by your belief systems, by your anger, by your bitterness. All of those things have been occurring and they are strategic because the enemy knows if he can have you in strife, if he can have you in bitterness, then you are not in the spirit. You are operating in the lust of the flesh. And he knows once you open up the door to the lust of the flesh, he gets to kick the door in and ran, run rampant. He gets to kick the door in and run rampant. He wants you to fall out with your friends. He wants you to fall out with your mom. He wants you to fall out with everybody you're connected to. Why? Because he knows then that creates a weak link in the kingdom. The kingdom has been weak for so long. Churches arguing. Pastors argue, members into it, people talking about my church better than yours, my pastor better than yours. And God is like, I got one body, one spirit. We all supposed to be united. Same thing. That's why I'm so big on sisterhood. That's why I'm so big on sisterhood. It's been happening in our culture and with our women, especially as minority women, for too long, hating on each other, sliding against each other, uh, backbiting, talk about each other. Somebody come up and accomplish. Somebody else got a pot shot, a shot to throw at them. No unity. No, you're un we got to become undivided. And the only way that we come undivided is that we allow what he said in Ephesians to be ruled by love. You are not foolish for being ruled by love. You're not foolish for choosing to be right. You are not foolish to be kind and to be nice. You are not, that's not foolish. All that meanness, all that adversity, all that ugliness that does not come from God. Anytime you get a thought in you that's ugly, that's mean, that's trifling, that's hateful, that's the enemy. Your, your, your good nature isn't even designed that way. But most of us receive those thoughts. We receive that energy. We operate. We think that's normal. And we just let it come right off. And we ruin in relationships that are significant and important to us. We're giving, giving, we're ruining relationships, killing the relationships around us. 
killing up. Don't even realize the enemy crept in and is taking over your family, your life, your business, your circumstance, your church, your community. We do not have time for that. I don't have time. I, 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 do, I do not have time. I had to repent for some things. I had to repent for talking about people. I had, to, I had to seat myself in a place and say, no, Lord, this thing is bigger than Lakeisha. And if I'm going to serve the people that I'm supposed to serve, if I'm going to be in a position that I need to be into, then I cannot be any unity in the body of Christ. We got to be undivided. We got to stand for what God says, for what this word says, not for what the world has told you, how you should deal with stress, how you should deal with pressure. It don't matter. And I know some of y'all like, but there are people who are taking advantage of me. I've seen churches. who, Even if the church is taking advantage, even if the pastor isn't right, it isn't for you to put your mouth on the pastor. It isn't for you to incite a riot. Every time I see a negative post on Facebook by a Christian, my insides get a up because they're just one a division. They're just one attack. They're just one strife. All this gossip and strife, strife mess, they don't belong in the body of Christ. That does not belong in the body of Christ. So anytime you're thinking that way, anytime you're thinking anxious, overwhelmed, evil, mad, vindictive, argumentative, that is not from God. That is from the enemy. Stop receiving those thoughts as your own thoughts. It's time for us to see some victory. And the only way we're going to see this victory in love, I'm going to read James 4 to you. It says, drawing close. I love this. He says, what is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires that war within you? You want what you don't have. So you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it. So you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. You are only with your adulterers. Don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I will say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. What do you think the scriptures mean when they say that the spirit of God has placed within us, it has placed within us, is filled with envy, but he gives us even more grace to stand against such evil desires. As the scripture says, God opposes the proud, but favors the humble. So humble yourselves before God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. That's the word. That's the truth. That's the rule. That's what you govern yourself by. That's what you govern yourself by. The reason some of the things aren't working is because your motives are wrong. <laughs> You don't want to come up because you're going to be a blessing to somebody else. You want to come up because you want to stunt. You don't want a bigger church or to reach more audiences or to make impact because you want to help somebody else. You want to reach more impact because you want to stunt, because you want to be able to stun on them, because you want to be able to come back and tell a lot of people who told you you were never going to be nothing. See, I made it. Wrong motives. Humble yourself. <laughs> Humble yourself. That is the world's way of thinking. That is the world's ideology. That's how the world has told us to be. 
And we we juggle that and we say stuff. We like, oh my gosh, you know, that the Lord gave us comment. No, the world gave you those things. They didn't come from the Lord. God's stuff is peaceable, it's true, it's noble, it's noteworthy. It's, it's noteworthy. You got to check your most. You got to check your most. When we see all this strife in the body, all this strife in the church, it's because there's no humility. Humility lets you get in a position to say absolutely nothing. When the world is attacking you about your beliefs, humility says, I ain't got to say nothing. Because I know in Romans, he said, recompense no evil for evil. Vengeance is mine and set the Lord. He said, you don't even realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God. I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, go on and make yourself an enemy of God. All you got to do is get in position and pray for what it is you want. You ain't got to hate on nobody else. You ain't got to throw shade in nobody else. You ain't got to talk about nobody else's come up. You ain't got to talk about nobody else's church. You ain't got to talk about nobody else's pastor. You ain't got to talk about nobody else's religious denomination. None of that is in the word. Pure, pure love, support, chill. Not 30 other people can go start a coffee and conversation. It don't matter. Keisha M. Johnson is in her lane doing her own thing. If we ever get the mind, as a matter of fact, I probably need to figure out how to help you get yours started. If we ever get the mindset that we ain't in competition, I ain't in competition with nobody. I'm competing with myself every day to be better. I'm not in, Hilda, you don't lose anything by being humble. I had to learn that. I was so puffed up. I was so inflated. I was so exalted. I was so into myself. I had all these little lists. I had all these little goals. I had not included God in any of them. I was writing out goals, not even asking God what he wanted me to do with this. And I had to humble myself because I realized everything I was building, everything I was trying to do was self-inflated. When we, we humble ourselves, it was self-inflated, not in the position to be the servant that he called me to be. The scripture says Jesus made no respecter of himself. He made him no respect of himself. He made no respect. He didn't make this thing about him. He just became a bond servant to be what he needed to be to this world. And then God exalted him in due time. God exalted him in due time. You ain't got to be puffed up. The reason the body, we the body, we the church. Reason the church is so dysfunctional. Can't be blaming it on the pastors and the leaders. It's because the body itself is operating in these things with wrong motives, wrong intents, not listening to what the word of God said. All you got to do is change the word for your worldly thoughts. It's not complicated. It's not complicated. It comes again in our most intimate relationship with each other. Our most intimate, anytime you can mistreat somebody, anytime you can dog somebody out, anytime you can talk about somebody, anytime you can rip another Christian, fellow Christian apart, your heart is not seated in the right place. Your heart is not seated in the right place. We think we're not winning when we choose to do God's things God's way, and you're winning when you choose to do God things God's way. If you will humble yourself, if you will include God in your future plans, if you will remain flexible when God is not in your plans. Fle remaining flexible means to remain correctable. So even when you haven't included God in your plans, if you come back and remain flexible and say, you know what, Lord, I missed this. I need to adjust myself because I didn't include you in this. 
you'll see God shift some things for you. But we cannot be in a position where we're not defined. It's one Lord, one Jesus, dealing with people, remembering our faults. Here's the thing that I know. I'm just going to be honest. Anytime you cannot give grace to another person because of the mistakes they have made, you're going to probably want to come back. You gonna, you're probably going to come back and eat that. So don't put your mouth on nobody else when they make a mistake. Don't put your mouth on another church when they're not doing what they're supposed to. Don't, don't confess to be with Christ and in Christ, treating people any kind of way. It does not represent kingdom. It's confusing to those as non-believers. That is not Christ-like mentality. Christ sat with the lowest, the least of them. He, he, he was trying to get us saved. We got to have the same mentality. And I keep telling you, your gifts and your talents that you have are supposed to be used for the body. When you're operating in your, I, I, I can always tell when people are operating in their own selves. I know when I'm operating in my own selves, most people are not even aware of it. Because every time we operate in our own selves, it's hot, hotty, and inflated. Do you know you can represent yourself and you ain't ever got to sell yourself at that? God will build you up if you build this thing with him, if you build your church with him, if you build your ministry with him, if you build your everything with him. God, you got just do it peaceable. Do it lovely. Do it with a good report. Do it with a right motive in place. Do it because you're trying to, to bring kingdom. Do it because you're trying to make impact. Yeah, you're going to get paid. He'll tell you that he's going to pay you. He's going to take care of all of that. But you just got to get in the zone and remember, gentle, being patient, making allowance for one other's fault. And remember, there is one body and one spirit. We are not to be out here talking about each other's ministries, churches, pastors, one body, one spirit. We look foolish to the kingdom of darkness every time we assert ourselves and being divided. That, that's the truth. And for those of us who just renewed our heart and got a clean heart and are working on clean car, this got to be become our truth. This has got to be our truth. This got to be how we live, generous, loving, supportive. Remember, I told you the other day, it don't matter your opinion about anybody else. It only matters God's opinion. Your opinion about nobody else don't matter. I tell, I have that on my mirror. I tell myself every day that my opinion about no one else doesn't matter. My opinion about anybody else's business does not matter. The only thing that matters is what this word says and how I'm supposed to treat each other. Always being humble, gentle, be patient with each other, make an allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourself united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you've been called to one glorious hope for the future. One, one band, one sound. One band, one sound. So you got to conceive that this morning. You got to go over to James and ask yourself, where have I been trying to force myself? How have I been trying to force stuff to happen? How have I been treating everybody I'm connected to? How have I been treating the body? Because every time you mistreat anybody, that's a fellow Christian. That's a disservice to the body. It says here, why do you argue? That's what James 4 said. You argue because you're selfish. You argue because you can't get what you want. Anytime we argue, and it's because we want to get what we want. It's that we're in a shift. And in this shift in this season, we got to come into the maturity of the things in Christ. And once you begin to set yourself in the church, do you know all you got to do is all you got to do is pray? That's what he said in James. He said, you don't get what you want because you don't ask God. 
So there's a circumstance or a situation rising against you, even if it involves another person. All you got to do is pause, close your mouth, pray, and seek a higher authority. The Lord will give you the wisdom of what he needs. Jeremiah 33 and 3 says he will reveal the mysteries to you. A lack of maturity will have you all over the place saying absolutely anything. A lack of maturity in the body with no humility is what's killing our Christian faith, what's making us look undivided. That look making us look undivided. As a matter of fact, the scripture actually says is if you have out with a brother, go to them personally. Go to them personally. It ain't got to be no public debacle for all that we have going on. That, that doesn't have to exist. So check yourself this morning. Check yourself. Ask yourself, where have I been adding to this, Lord, in my friendships, in my relationships, and all of those around me? If I'm not experiencing friendships, sisterhoods, healthy relationships, where have I been adding to this? Because I'm making, I'm supposed to make every effort to keep myself united in the spirit, bonding myself with peace. Peace has to be the ultimate goal. Peace has to be the ultimate goal. You got to be determined that you're going to have peace in every circumstance, every relationship, and don't allow anything to pull you out of your peace. Nothing. That's what a clean heart looks like. That's what a clean slate. I, we started yesterday. So let's repent today. Let's, let's be honest. That all of us have been a part of this in some capacity. So let's repent today. Let's repent for adding strife, contentions, all this crap to the body of Christ. Let, let's repent for that today. Let's start with a heart of repentance saying, you know what, Lord? Forgive me. Forgive me for backbiting. Forgive me for gossiping. Forgive me for um, entertaining conversations that I shouldn't have been entertaining. Forgive me for being involved in pettiness. For me, forgive me, Lord, for being involved in messiness. Forgive me, Lord God, for not allowing the spirit to lead me. I'm repenting today. I'm laying this at your feet. Um, I had no business being involved with this. This was not how you want us to be. Forgive me for being judgmental, for speaking on someone else's life, for speaking on someone else's church, for speaking on someone else's situation, because this is not what you created me to do. This is not what you created me to do. I'm repenting, Lord. I'm taking accountability for adding strife to my house, to my family relationships, to my mess. I'm dethroning the enemy. I'm not getting ready to allow him to be in these circumstances anymore. I'm not going to entertain. I'm not doing all this sidebar conversation. I'm going to repent, Lord God, because I know this is not how you created me. Now, Holy Spirit, guide me so that I can become a better me. Guide me so that I operate in my truth. Guide me. I'm leaving all bitterness behind. Bitterness is destructive. I repent for even holding on to bitterness. I repent for continuously having ought against somebody else. I repent. I'm laying this at your altar this morning. I repent for abusive language. I repent for manipulating people when I get my own way. I repent for arguing. I'm not, I'm, I'm wiping the slate clean today and I'm going to repent. And the reason that I'm repenting, yes, Alice, I repent for speaking over someone else's life. I, I repent for putting negative words in the atmosphere. I'm starting this over. I'm scratching. I'm starting with a clean slate today, Lord God. Now build me up, Father, in your most holy faith so that I can represent you 
in all that I do. It's that easy. That That's easy. Keeping that repentant heart. Just forgive me for this. Forgive me for every time I was arguing with my mom, my dad. Forgive me for every time I was arguing with my kids. Forgive me for every time I was arguing with my spouse. Lord, that ain't even what you want. You don't want us arguing. You want us in unity. You want us in position of prayer. You want us in a position to be able to cover people. Lord, I repent. I repent. I repent. I repent. Now, Holy Spirit, guide me. Like, guide me. You know what the Lord reminded me about somebody the other day? I was I was irritated with someone. And he just kept saying to me, she is my daughter too. She is my daughter too. Like, she's my daughter as well. And I was like, my God, how, how did I forget this? He said, she's my daughter too. Like, she's my daughter, Lakeisha. She might not be right. She might not be doing the things she's supposed to, but she's my daughter as well as you are. And I was like, my God, my God. And I had to just say, Lord, I'm sorry. Help me handle her with gentleness. Help me handle this situation better than I've been handling this situation. Oh, he's going to restore. Restoration always comes after repentance. You just got to have a sensitive enough heart to the word. And now let the Holy Spirit do the work on you. Get in your word. Ask the Lord, show me how to serve, connect to, and love the people around me. Love the people around me and treat the people around me the way that I'm supposed to. When we start doing that, we'll see an elevation in the kingdom and we'll see an elevation in our own lives. But remember, it ain't no multiple face out here. It's one spirit, one body. Baptist, Methodist, all that other stuff, that's that's man-made. It's one spirit, one body. <laughs> one spirit, one body. One unit, one, one band, one unit. This is why racism has been running rampant because we forgot we were one spirit and one body, one spirit, one body. And how we treat everybody is everything. You got to get in no argument, position yourself and pay, pray, position yourself and pray for everything you connected to. Well, that's it for today. Sorry, we are over time. I love y'all. Stay in a repentant state. Meditate on the scripture today. Meditate on James 4 today. Ask the Lord to show you anything. Holy Spirit, if there's anything in my heart that I've missed, show me. If there's anything in my heart I missed, yep, that, that's why we got to get control over those emotions. We are not supposed to be in an emotional state. That's why you got to get the word in you so that your emotions won't run everywhere. You got to get the word in you so your emotions will not run everywhere. Your only reason your emotions have been getting over is because you, you, you're not putting the word in place of where it needs to go. Ain't no your church mind better than your church, my pastor better, all that other stuff. Those are inflated, inflated attitudes, inflated attitudes. And we are not supposed to be walking around inflated. My, your shine don't stop my shine. <laughs> Your hustle don't stop my hustle. Those, those are inflated attitudes. So stay there with that repentant heart and that spirit, 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 and that's it. Lord, Lord man, the Lord, the, the Lord will get you. Ask the word to come in. Ask the Holy Spirit. Take over my tongue, my life, and my mouth. Well, I love y'all so much. Lord, I thank you for that. That was good. It was correction, but it was good. It was necessary. So that we can walk into what we're supposed to walk into. Some of y'all businesses about to blow up 
just because you repented and you've been putting yourself in the position to do what you're supposed to be doing for the Lord. Some of y'all business about to blow up, your lives about to take off just because you've been shifting your focus. Scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and everything else is going to be added to you. I promise you, keep seeking him. He keeps adding. Keep seeking him. The, the things of the world get taken away and he keeps adding. Now y'all know what I'm about to say. I love you. I love you way, way, way so much. I love you more than you can imagine, but our father loves you even more. So you know what I'm going to say, do, 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 go, go be and do be love today. Like be love in everything you do. Choose. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.